Well, hello there, and welcome to The Essentials. I'm James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church, and this is a little podcast that I started as a space for us to spend time exploring our faith, celebrating the good and hopeful things that we experience in this life. I hope that you are doing well. I hope you are enjoying summer as it races by. Today I have for you our lesson for Sunday, July 30th, the lesson and the message. Our first lesson on Sunday was from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. In the same way, the Spirit comes to help our weaknesses. We don't know what we should pray, but the Spirit himself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the Spirit thinks, because he pleads for the saints consistent with God's will. We know that God works all things together for good for the ones who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. We know this because God knew them in advance. And he decided in advance that they would be conformed to the image of his son. That way his son would be the first of many brothers and sisters. Those who God decided in advance would be conformed to his son, he also called. Those whom he called, he also made righteous. Those whom he made righteous, he also glorified. So what are we going to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also freely give us all things with him? Who will bring a charge against God's elect people? It's God who acquits them. Who's going to convict them? It's Jesus Christ who died, even more, who was raised, and who also is at God's right side. It is Christ Jesus who also pleads our case for us. Who will separate us from Christ's love? Will be separated by trouble or distress or harassment or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, we are being put to death all day long for your sake. We are treated like sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, we win a sweeping victory through the one who loved us. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. And our gospel lesson came from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, it's verses 31 through 33, and then 44 through 52. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and planted in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it's the largest of all vegetable plants. It becomes a tree so that birds in the sky come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and hid in a bushel of wheat flour until the yeast had worked its way through all the dough. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that someone hid in a field, which someone else found and covered up. Full of joy, the finder sold everything and bought that field. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in a search of fine pearls. When he found one very precious pearl, he went and sold all that he owned and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that people threw into the lake and gathered all kinds of fish. When it was full, they pulled it to the shore, where they sat down and put the good fish together into containers, but the bad fish they threw away. That's the way it will be at the end of the present age. Angels will go out and separate the evil people from righteous people and will throw the evil ones into a burning furnace. People there will be weeping and grinding their teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. They said to him, yes. Then he said to them, therefore, every legal expert who has been trained as a disciple for the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings in old and new things out of their treasure chest. Here ends the reading of our word. As we begin, I just have to admire the blind confidence of the disciples. It was in that lesson from Matthew, Jesus rattles off five parables, one after the other, parables that 2,000 years later, we are still discerning and discussing, trying to understand their meaning. And as he gives them these five parables in rapid-fire fashion, he asks them, do you understand these things? And the disciples just say a blanket, yes. I think it's a perfect example of faking it until you make it. Today, I want to tell you about my friend, Christy. Christy runs the Trickle Bee Cafe in Milwaukee, which is a pay-what-you-can ministry of the Moravian Church. And I've talked about the cafe a little bit before, but I don't know if I've told you much about Christy. And she came to mind as I heard Jesus tell his followers about the mustard seed, how something so small can produce an unexpected abundance. That's often how God works, constantly shattering our expectations. And in many ways, that's been the story of the Trickle Bee Cafe, a little nugget of an idea for a wild new emerging ministry that has become a staple of the community that it exists in. And I had the chance to work with Christy and the Trickle Bee in the months before they were opening years ago, when I was just a seminary student. They were renovating the space of an old abandoned storefront in a rough neighborhood. The building was a total mess. There was no way I could ever imagine that space turning into a thriving place where people could get a healthy meal for free if they needed it. But Christy worked to make that dream a reality, and it is what it is today because of countless mustard seeds. Tiny, maybe even seemingly insignificant acts of love and service that have grown in an incredible way. Every humble donation drive from a congregation Every Saturday afternoon where members of a church go to the cafe and 
paint a wall or wash dishes. actions can get vulnerable to into something truly divine. And it was great hearing from Christy recently about where they are now, some seven years since they first opened. Own cookbook with healthy, healthy recipes. And recently, on a Saturday, they served 50 people in the first hour that they were open as just a glimpse into the need that they're serving in their community and the reputation that they have made as a safe and welcoming place to be. And even though they've had such tremendous success, they still need those mustard seeds each and every day to keep going. They still need every gift, every donation. They just secured a grant from the Moravian Ministries Foundation for a year's worth of food, which you could say is a little bigger than a mustard seed. But because of how many customers they have, they still have days where they run out of food from their current suppliers. Our church is going to visit them next month. They'll need every single item that we bring. It might just look like one container of sanitizing wipes, and it might just be one bottle of cleaning solution. It might be one box of granola bars for an after-school snack for the kids in their neighborhood. But together, those little mustard seeds create an abundance that we can hardly fathom. But I want to go back to Christy, because she is a mustard seed in her own right, with her ability to take something small and transform it in life-changing ways. She's a counselor with us at junior camp this past week, and she brought her entire family. Her husband, David, is our guitarist, and her three kids are campers along with another child that they brought from Trickleby. The six of them somehow piled into a car that doesn't fit six people, and they arrived at Mount Morris, and Christy immediately started throwing around mustard seeds, little bits of hope and love. And granted, she was late because they couldn't get away from the cafe in time. And she was famished and her food was getting cold, but she strolled into the building not with her luggage. She didn't race to the line of food. She came in holding a giant cardboard box. And we noticed inside the cardboard, cardboard box were several mason jars. And each mason jar was a monarch, either caterpillar or chrysalis, about to turn into a butterfly. And she shared how she just thought the kids would enjoy 
getting to watch them transform over the week. And then she told us about how each caterpillar was named after a Star Wars character. And once we had seen everything we could about the monarchs, Christy continued to let her food get cold as she went around the room to every camper, to every staff member, and gave them a hug, saying how glad she was that they were there. And as the week went on throughout camp, Christy wore many hats. She was a cabin counselor to a bunch of 10-year-old girls, but she was also the mom for the other three of her kids who were at camp. She taught songs and helped lead music. She organized crafts with crafts with supplies that she brought from her own home. And she popped into the kitchen with every single meal to help them brainstorm what they could cook to navigate around the about 1,000 special dietary restrictions that we have. She did all of that and so much more when I only ask that my counselors make sure the kids survive the week. If she just did that as the bare minimum, it would have been everything I needed, everything I asked for. But she took those five days that we had, that mustard seed of time compared to our entire summers, to our year, to our lives, this sliver of time. And she helped create memories for those kids that will last a lifetime. I really envy Christie's approach to life. Her unwavering optimism, her ability to see the absolute best in people at all times, and her belief that each day, each moment, each interaction can actually be filled with love and hope. She's an expert at creating an abundance out of what can feel like nothing. On my best day, I'm right there with her, seeing all that beauty in the world. But then the world steps in and pulls me back. It brings the frustration. It brings the fatigue. It brings cynicism and the doubt that can take what should be holy, divine moments and makes them appear mundane. Something to endure and complete rather than something to experience fully. An item on a checklist instead of a gift from God. Jesus tells his followers, and he tells us that the kingdom of God is like that little mustard seed. It's that moment that feels insignificant. It's the experience that almost feels invisible in the grand scheme of things. So when we take those things that we'd rather race by, and we actually slow down to plant them, to stop and consider what they're worth,
or you something for a change instead of it being a chore. It's going to the millionth baseball game for your grandchild in the hot summer sun because you know how much it means to them that you're there. It's all of those moments that we completely miss if we even blink. The ones we take for granted. They are the mustard seeds of blessings that God is planting in our lives. And we would be overwhelmed if we finally stopped and considered the growth they have made. What our campers learned from Christy is something that I need to remember, something we need to remember. So that even though each day is just one of thousands, even though we are just a single person out of several billion, and for all of the moments that feel like a drop of water in this busy life of an ocean, there's truly no amount of time that's too short. There's no experience too small. There's no day seemingly too unimportant that filling it with every ounce of love and joy won't make a difference. We change our lives, and we bless the lives of the people around us when we see the potential of that little mustard seed, seeing the abundance that can sprout from almost nothing. And when we make the most of each ordinary day, we start bringing the kingdom of heaven a bit closer to earth. Amen. I thank you for listening to this episode, this recap of July 30th. Check us out again. For a future episode, stay well. You can learn more about the church I serve. It's the Freedom Moravian Church. You can check out our website. You can find us on Facebook. You can worship with us on YouTube. And you can learn about Moravians around the world at moravian.org. So take care. I'll catch you next time.